So as you probably know by now, if you've not caught up with it, we are on a month on mission. And each week we're allowing ourselves to think about different areas of mission. And this week, you'd have seen on that video that we are looking at a mission organisation called Fusion. And Fusion is a ministry to students. So why? Why have we picked this as one of the four areas that we would focus on? Well, one of the reasons is because I want to change and stretch our understanding of mission. So often we can get stuck in the idea that mission is far away, or mission is to deprive communities, uh, or, or mission involves some great sacrifice. And all those things can be true. But sometimes mission is just where God takes you and where he wants to reach people. And God wants to reach young people in the UK. We always thought of ourselves as a country that sent people away to other nations, but God wants missionaries. He wants people on mission in this country and especially to our students. What a week it's been for our younger people. Results coming, results changing, U-turns, uncertainty about whether they're gonna get into sixth form or get into their university placement. What stresses have been carried by young people? And now we're a few weeks away from a whole generation starting at university. And that matters to God because there are Christians in our church. We've got Sam and we've got Yaz who are going off to university and we love them and we care for them. And so our heart is to be sowing into ministries that help people like them. So we want to think about young people who are going to universities. And we're not a university town, so we're thinking about places other than our own. But I also want us this week to think about how we might reach students in our own area. Only just a few miles down the road in Sidcup, you're going to hear from a woman called Catherine, who's just a few miles down the road and is working with Fusion, reaching out to young people in the college there. There are students all around us, and so we not only want to support the mission work that goes out around our country, we also want to get a greater heart for young people in our church. So we bless this morning as you see some interviews and some conversations, some presentations that stretch our thinking and give us a heart for young people at this time. Um, so first of all, did you want to introduce yourself? Obviously, I already know you. Um, I met you through uni. And actually, for people watching this, Ben was my first fusion rep and he was the first person I met discovered that we were going to Portsmouth together discovered we were going <laughs> to the same church together and it was just all very exciting from there so you want to introduce yourself yeah uh hello everyone I'm Ben uh I work for fusion in case you didn't know that already um and I actually lead a team that works in the south so sort of anywhere south of London basically in the UK is is our region so we work sort of Hastings-ish all the way down to Falmouth um and everything in between um, so that's my job. I've been with Fusion for about a year now. Um, I've been doing student work since, gosh, many years. It's 10 years this September since I was a fresher at uni, so, wow. which I think is mental. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm Molly. I live in Portsmouth, so down the south coast. Um, and I came to uni here about five years ago um, and stayed ever since. And I've been working for Fusion, um, which is a student movement charity that helps students find hope in Jesus and home in the local church. And, and what, what's your role with Fusion? What do you do there? Yeah, so my official title is a student mission developer. Um, so pretty much what I do is I help um, churches get connected with students. Um, so I travel around the South Coast, um, visiting churches, building relationships with them and helping them connect in with students so that they can find hope in Jesus and home in the local church in their city. Obviously, everything's a little bit different at the moment. Right. Um, but... In, in general, I spend a lot of time chatting to church leaders and student workers, um, talking to them about how to reach students, how to disciple students well, how to welcome students, um, talking through strategy and vision, um, and then also spending time doing direct face-to-face -face training and, um, and stuff like that with students to help them represent Jesus on campus um, and basically be ambassadors of Christ and missionaries themselves in the cities they found themselves in, um, which is really fun. Really, really oh, fun. Man. Never a dull day. Um, <laughs> there used to be a lot of travel involved, but then suddenly we weren't allowed to travel anymore. So lots more Zoom calls now. Um, I, was just, I was just about to say, it must be all over technology now, which must yeah. be very bizarre. Yeah, well, you can do more in a day, but um, <laughs> yeah. I, I do feel like I've lived in these, this room for the last, what, five <laughs> months, not left. 
<laughs> yeah, tell me about it. So before COVID, um, you were saying about sort of uh, sharing the mission and stuff like that. But for those who don't have a clue what Fusion actually does, yeah, obviously sure. you've mentioned about the students. Could yeah. you tell us what, what actually the fundamentals of Fusion, like what's their vision? How do they, you know, spread the gospel essentially? Yeah, great. So um, the, the big dream is that every student um, at university will have an opportunity to find a hope in Jesus and a home with the local church. Um, so what we do is we strengthen your church with tools and with confidence to love students, welcome students and disciple students throughout their time at university. Um, I, th I think that in general, I find it very difficult to separate the idea of discipleship and mission. Um, I think if we are discipling people, then we are teaching them, training them, raising them up in confidence to share their faith. Um, yeah. So we, we're trying to help churches in discipling their students towards feeling confident um, and enabling them to share their faith on campus with their friends, with the people they study with, with the people they live with, that sort of thing. And keeping them on the radar in local church. And how do you find working for Fusion? What, what's it like? Give us a little insight. Yeah, I absolutely love it. Um, so there's a lot of very um, outgoing characters and very um, eccentric. So it's always a lot of fun. Um, we normally have a devotional in the morning as a full team online. Um, and then we have like an afternoon tea, kind of what you were doing, Annie. Um, oh. That for half an hour. Um, so we have that like each day, which is nice because you kind of get together as a team. Um, and then you go out as regional teams um, to travel to the cities or to do online training or whatever it is. Um, so it's quite nice because you get to see a lot of the team um, where they're situated, which is good. That's so cool. Yeah, I mean, I know, you know, a few people that work for Fusion, but it is this big network of people, isn't it? Yeah, so there's about 30 of us that work on team. Um, oh, wow. So there's different regional teams. So we work kind of in our city areas. Um, so I'm part of the South Coast team. Um, and then there's like a Northeast team. There's a West and Wales team. Um, oh, wow. There's a Scotland team. Um, so we kind of divide and conquer all yep. of the cities um, <laughs> instead of trying to do the whole of the UK all together. That's so cool. I love that. I love the idea of dividing and conquering across the UK. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Definitely. This might be an obvious question saying this, but why did you first get involved with Fusion? You know, um, yeah. and also I know um, that Fusion, for people that don't know, I get, tell me if I'm wrong, but the job isn't um, paid through Fusion, is it? You have to get sponsors. So that sure. must be scary when you're kind of considering getting a job with fusion like just tell us yeah. a little bit about that yeah I'll, I'll try and be concise there's kind of two parts <laughs> to it really so um the first time i ever interacted with fusion was while i was at university um and a member of the fusion team actually came to the city um and did a talk with i think it was through the christian union it might have just been organized outside that i'm not really sure um but they they basically talked about mission um and what it meant and and sort of inspired us a bit with confidence that it was possible um, and that night we actually went out and did some of our like um mission events we do on campus we'd go out to the nightclubs and we'd give out like water and stuff like that um and we kind of went there with a bit of a fire after being at this talk um, yeah I bet. And, and that night two people gave their lives to jesus um, and it was the first time i'd done it week for weeks and it's the first time anyone given their lives to jesus and i was like <laughs> hang on a second what we're talking about actually works it's not just like a club we're part of with weird activities we do like this actually changes people's lives. The message we have actually changes people's lives. People want to hear it. Um, so that was my first interaction with Fusion. I then sort of bumbled my way through university, um, as a lot of people do. Got to the end of it, wasn't really sure what to do with my life. Um, so did like a year out after uni with the local church I was at in Portsmouth. Um, and uh, while I was there, in a very long story, ended up finding myself at Fusion's national conference that they do every year. Right. Almost completely accidentally. Um, that's a whole nother story for another time. But I ended up in Loughborough for a weekend um, at their conference and just felt a calling to students while I was there. Um, and felt like it was a long-term calling to students, like a lifelong calling to students in it for the long haul, which was a weird experience fresh out of uni, early 20s. Yeah. I kind of feel like the path for the, my life, the rest of my life was laid out before me. Right. Um, so then really it was a case of trying to figure out how I could outwork that. Um, and so I have been a paid student worker for a few years. Um, I did a, a brief stint in a diocese in the Church of England doing some student mission stuff with them. Um, and through all of that just came the opportunity to launch a team in the South with Fusion. 
um, and kind of the partner raising aspect of it that you mentioned. So F Fusion do pay us a salary, but we're only paid as much as um, people that we know and love and ask to yeah. financially. That's how much we sort of get paid. So it's dependent on this partner raising journey, creating a network of people who want to give financial diffusion. Um, and kind of that, that aspect of it was really secondary to everything else. Yeah. So I was like, I know that I'm called to students. I yeah. know this is what I'm meant to do. There seems to be an opportunity here that aligns with all the, the stuff that I feel God's been telling me to do. So I just jumped at it really. And everything yeah. else has fallen into place. Yeah, uh, God's going to provide the rest. Yeah, that's it. It's a good litmus test for, t for calling in general, I think. Yeah. It's, it's not quite as simple as that. It's not like you say yes to job fusion and then suddenly you've got a truckload of money shop. <laughs> that is absolutely not the way it works. But, um, uh, but yeah, I do, I do think that the ease you have with chatting to people, communicating the vision with you of fusion, um, how, the amount of work that God does outside of the conversations you have with people. Um, I've met up with a number of people and I've sat down with them saying, hey, I want you to consider whether you can give financially to this and there's like you don't need to say anything god's already spoken to me before this i've already decided you know how much i'm going to give just give me the details that, that happens wow. again, again um so just like there there is like this this sort of litmus test for calling that happens mm. um it's like a daily confirmation that, that i'm i feel like i'm doing what god has told me to um yeah which is nice it's good it's good to do yeah. that to be in that place yeah 100 percent. yeah I think what's really funny sometimes about being called out to mission is um, not necessarily, uh, you kind of have to go deep in and then get the reassurance afterwards. It's not necessarily, yeah. um, you have the reassurance to then move forward. It's like, right, God, you've told me to do something, I better go for it. And then it's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, okay, now I feel reassured that you know, I'm in the yeah. right place. Definitely. And like, often I, I, <laughs> my experience of the way that God has worked with like provision and that sort of stuff it tends to be that he takes us to, to the edge of what is possible in our own strength. Yeah. And in that space, that's where his provision and his confirmation and his voice turns up, um, which is very good for us, I think. It's very humbling. <laughs> um, and, it, and it requires a journey of faith. But, um, mm -hmm. And it, it does mean that in the day-to-day, -day, you know, that there's that constant, like, battle with, um, like, is God who, who he actually says he is in the Bible? That, you know, right. does he actually provide? And there's this daily battle of it. But then when you step back and you look, like, what's the last year been like? What's it been like over the months? What are all these conversations that I've been having led to? Um, and like my rent is still being paid. I'm still able to put food on the table, you know? So and that, that's all you really need. And that's what the Bible promises God will do. Yeah. So, um, it, we'll amazing. have a roof over our head. We'll have clothes on our back and we'll have food for, food in the morning. So yeah. yeah. Have you learned any practical stuff? Has Fusion taught you anything that you've now sort of implemented either in your life or your church life? Obviously, you've mentioned about finances. And I think that's, you know, especially again, like because of the situation we're in, that's probably quite a big one that people are. I know for me, you know, being unemployed, I probably need a little bit more of your faith, which is like, God, you've got it in control. It's OK. <laughs> but um, yeah, has Fusion sort of given you any practical tools that you've now used in your church? Yeah, so I think um, it's been like skills and tools that I've been learning over time. Um, so a couple of resources that Fusion have um, have really taught me a lot of skills. So one, like we have like a DMC, so Deep Meaningful Conversation Deck, and it pretty much just teaches you how to ask really good questions. Um, and I think I've really learned how to ask good questions, um, oh. especially as I was student worker at my church as well, um, meeting up with students um, and even young people just meeting them for a coffee or meeting them over Zoom in lockdown. Um, asking really good questions is so important instead of just staying at the surface level conversation and not actually going deeper into their faith. Because um, there's, so, so there's only so many times you can meet up and have a coffee with someone and do the, how are you? How's your week been? How's your job going? And then you're kind of, that's it, isn't it? Yeah. And then normally by after 50 minutes when you're wrapping up, they then share all their problems that's going on in life. And you're like, cool, would have been good to have this at the very beginning. <laughs> so yeah, I think I've definitely learned to kind of cut through the surface level and ask those good questions that will bring out fruitful conversation that will bring out things that they're wanting to share. Um, so that's definitely one tool that I've really learned from Fusion is just how to kind of leave that space, but also ask good prompting questions and yeah. to be bold on it. Um, yeah. So that's and one that, thing. Sorry. And that must be so key with, you know, fresh students, like new students that are coming to university. It's their first year. They're trying to, you know, make friends, integrate with the church. It must be so key to actually feel like, oh, someone's invested in my life. They actually care about what's going on. 
Yeah, definitely. And they're not just getting asked the classic questions of like, where do you live, what are you studying and what halls of residence you're in? They're actually getting asked yeah. other questions that you want to know about them and like where they've come from and kind of their background instead of just asking classic questions that every single fresher gets asked. I was going to say, I generally felt like it was a script. When I first started at uni, every single person that I spoke to said the same, like, yeah. how are you? Where do you live? What are you studying? And you're like, oh my gosh, how many times can you answer these questions? <laughs> yeah, I guess sometimes students can, you know, when they don't, they have to shift from their home to then find a, a local church. It can feel either like they don't know where to place themselves or they don't yeah. know who's going to look out for them. I don't know, you know, when I went to uni, I was really nervous. I'm very integrated mm -hmm. in our church. It's my family yeah. church. And then going, you know, to... Um, a new like area it's really daunting mm -hmm. to find churches and I guess the fundamentals of fusion is like actually to making students feel valued and like they're yeah. a part of something still like someone cares about them which I really like yeah and I think everything we do is rooted um and works through the local church as well so mm. um it, it, it'll be a very rare occasion that you find that um our name is like a big thing we're not really about our brand we're not really trying to make ourselves well known we're trying to back the local church we're trying to make the world, local church well known. We're trying to interconnect the local church. Um, so like with you, we met um, at Soul Survivor and I was trying to help you find a church in Portsmouth, basically. Yeah. That's it, wasn't it? Because like, yeah. um, you're like, I'm coming to Portsmouth. And I was like, great, let's talk through all the churches in Portsmouth. <laughs> um, and that, that's kind of what we do. We, we try and help young people find uh, churches at university. We try and help them prepare for that journey and what it's like when they get there. Um, yes. So yeah, it's really exciting. It's, it's good work. Yeah, of course. And they, there's an app, isn't there, of, of is it Find My Church or something that Fusion has to connect, like to help students find churches near them? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's called Student Link Up. Um, uh, if right. you know someone going to university this year, um, you can www.studentlinkup.org. Um, we'll show you where it is, show you how to download it onto your phone. Um, and literally you type in where you're going to university and it gives you a list of all the churches in the city, what they're about, when they meet, how to get there all that sort of stuff. And it lets you chat to someone in the church through the app as well. So there's always someone ready to welcome you, to invite you in, usually take you out for dinner or something like that afterwards. That's um, amazing. Yeah, so it's, it's good. You never have to turn up to church anonymous on your own blind. There's always someone yeah. ready to welcome you. So tell me something, what is the most exciting thing that God has been doing either through lockdown or in your job? Like what has God been doing with you? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I think God has been doing a lot, but I think probably the most exciting thing in lockdown especially has just um, been seeing churches really open up to wanting to have a relationship with Fusion and to wanting a bit of help from Fusion. Um, so historically fusion has been part of the north and um, a lot of the fusion team live up the like north coast and like up right. northwest or like up england and um, so there hasn't really been much relationship with south churches and um, but last year whenever i started working they also employed two other people who live in the south and um, so we kind of took over the south but a lot of the churches kind of hadn't been contacted in like five or six years. Um, and because it's such a long journey from the north, they'd only really get a visit once a year. Right. Um, whereas for us, we're kind of starting afresh being like, we want to visit you guys quite regularly. We like we want to come and do training with you. We want to support you in any way you need support. So I think the most exciting thing in lockdown has seen that student workers and church leaders have time now. And they're like, oh yeah, actually we, we don't know what to do with students now that we're in <laughs> lockdown. We actually, we want to chat to you. Mm. So I think it's been amazing just to see churches really open up and be like, we'd love a coffee with you, whether it's virtual or physical. Like we'd love to just chat, see what Fusion's about, get to know you a bit more. Um, and I think they're excited as well to be like, there's actually a team in the South now that can visit quite regularly that can come and do training um, so I think just seeing the relationships grow with the churches has been so exciting um, and it's been what we've been praying for since we started and since they even employed a South team they've been praying for the South churches and for um, just the move of God in these and how Fusion can be a part of it um, so it's been so exciting just to see that and to see churches be like yeah like we want your help we, we want to know what you're about let's let's have a chat instead of not really giving us the time um, so it's been so exciting just to see that and to see stories come out of that and to build the relationships, which has been amazing. So as we're seeing, Fusion reaches out to all parts of the country and it's not just about other places. We have people in our church 
who have been through that experience, they've been to university, they've left home and moved elsewhere and taken their faith with them for all the challenges that there are. We've got people in our church, like I said earlier, Yaz and Sam, who are going to uni. And we've got young people who are growing up at the moment and will one day go to university. And so this isn't just about the other, the other place, the other people. This is about our church. And I want you to just hear how this has impacted a couple of people in our church through the work of Fusion and through that wonderful support of, of feeling like you're not alone. And that not only are you not alone, but this organisation is stretching young people's faith to go for it for God. Morning Church, I want to talk to you about my connection with Fusion. So if you the Oak a few years ago, you may remember Annie and I were raising money for something called Escape and Pray. You may have known, you may have heard what it was, you may not have. If you're new to the church, you may have not heard of this at all. And so I want to give you a little insight into what we were doing a few years ago when Annie and I were at uni and doing this thing called Escape and Pray. So Escape and Pray was something that was countrywide, run by Fusion, where they would send students in small groups out into Europe. Out into Europe, on flights, on trains or whatever, with no money. No money, just God. Just praying your way through three or so days and finding provision, speaking to people. Scary, I know, but we did it. I did it twice. I went to Paris. I went to Oslo and yeah, it pushed my boundaries. Um, it was fun, but it was also scary. Um, you know, there aren't many times in life you step out into somewhere unknown with no means of, of eating, of sleeping. You're just ticket there and a ticket back. You know, you don't do that much in life. And so, yeah, we had uh, a really amazing time in Paris, but it was, if memory serves me right, about nine months after Paris had had the serious attacks a good few years ago. Um, and we saw a city that was still struggling, a city of people and of young people who still felt quite vulnerable. You know, there was a lot of political unrest that had come from that. And so the team that I was with of other students who went to Portsmouth University with me, some from my church as well, we prayed over Paris. We prayed for peace. We went to Oslo. Now, Oslo is a mostly Christian country, but, you know, no country is fully Christian. And so we just walked around the university campuses and prayed, prayed over the work that was happening there and prayed that God would show people his amazing power and so yeah escape and pray was something that fusion was running and it was bold it was really bold you know sending young people out into europe just just to see what happens just to speak god into people's lives that you wouldn't bump into on the street you're not going to randomly pop to paris and just pray for some people normally and so, yeah, it was really bold and I was really blessed in the time that I took to do that. So Fusion is an organisation really close to my heart, um, really close to me and Chris's heart. I know quite a lot of people that work for Fusion. Um, I've seen the amazing student ministry that they're doing, have done um, and the work that they've done in my life. And one of the ways I keep up to date or have kept up to date with them was I went on basically their small groups training guide. So they had a whole booklet um, and they had six sessions. So you did it across six weeks to um, give you the tools to put together a small group that's effective, that people want to attend, so that's exciting and that leads people closer to Jesus. And me and Chris at the time really felt like um, this was something worth investing in. We really want to invest in people our age, people that, you know, have um, either just started this kind of adult life, just getting to grips with being 18, kind of being an adult in, uh, you know, the world's eyes um, or possibly 
going from university, coming back and actually feeling like they need a place to belong. Um, you might hear us call it the 20s group. We're trying to not use that as much, but it seems to just be circulating. Um, and one of the activities that we've been doing with the 20s group over Zoom up until very recently is using one of Fusion's um, tools, which is called the Deep Meaningful Conversations deck. They do two deck of cards, and this is just one of them. Um, and it's how to get uh, deep, meaningful conversations with people out of the blue. So conversations that might not occur naturally, you would use something like this to introduce um, how to get to the core of someone, people's deep beliefs, um, their ideas. So I'll just get them out. So a couple. here's just a couple of the cards. Um, so it says, if you could change one thing about the world, what would it be? Another one could be, what would people do? What would people be surprised to know about you? Another one might be, uh, who do you trust? What are you passionate about? If you could ask for help with anything, what would it be? And it's the idea to start deep conversations with people um, because Fusion care about uh, creating relationships. They care about not just the small talk, not just the one conversation that you might have and it's great, but then you never talk again. They care about building that relationship. And so this is just the, one of the tools that we're trying to use to get closer to um, people our age and try to um, get really cool conversations. So yeah, it's really good. I know my cousin actually uses it just for when people come over for dinner. You know, they cut the small talk, get this deck of cards out, you can play games with them, you can do all sorts of them. So a really good resource and we're really enjoying using them. Hello, my name is Catherine and I work for Fusion. I lead our London team. We launched this team back in September. It was a pretty big like feat for me. I was like, oh, launching a team in London, Fusion in London. How are we going to build team? How are we going to find office space? We've got no money, no budget for an office, but I trust that God will provide, that he'll make a way for us. And God did provide. And we've got a wonderful team of six now in London. And I absolutely absolutely love what I do. I love seeing London churches pick up the call to student mission. Them saying, yes, I want to go and make disciples and I want to see students saved. I want to see students transformed by the good news. Just seeing students' eyes light up as they realise that they can make a difference in their mates' lives just by telling them what they believe, just by telling them the reason for the hope that they have. I love, I love, I love getting to be involved in student stories all across London. But the greatest joy of my work is that I get to lead student ministry at New Community in Sidcup. I love being part of a local church and serving Sidcup, Rose Bruford Drama School, Bird College and one of the University of Greenwich campuses. I love getting involved with those students' lives. And I know you guys aren't actually that far from Sidcup. You're just around the corner. So you probably know all of these places. Um, but I really love Sidcup. I love living in Sidcup. I've been here for quite a few years now. Um, I moved here when I was all fresh-faced and 18 to start drama school. I went to Rose Bruford and when I started I wasn't actually a Christian. I was raised by atheists and so I hadn't really given God much of a thought. Um, but in my second year I had the opportunity to do like an exchange year um, so I spent six months out in Philadelphia in America. And while I was out there, I had a lot of life stuff happen. I was asking a lot of big questions and I ended up on this search for God, for meaning, for life, for joy. And thankfully, I found Jesus and I gave my life to him. I, it felt like the very natural thing to do for me. I just I gave my life totally over to Jesus and I was really transformed. My life did a one 80 and the church that I was a part of was this tiny little church plant and they raised me very quickly as an evangelist so I was very energized by that and when I got back to London that is all I wanted to do. I walked into New Community and I walked up to the student worker at the time and I said what's your plan for seeing more Rose Bruford students come? How can we see students saved? I was just so excited to see um, yeah, my friends become Christians and to see way more students coming along to New Community. 
community. So when I joined, there were two students um, and a few, quite a few years on now, we've got a nice size student group. We've got quite a few students and young people who come along to New Community who were saved as students in our church. But as at a time, we didn't have any students. So I'd always say this to churches that are like, how can we reach students? We've got no students or we've only got one. Every church who's got students started with no students or one or two students. Everyone, if you've got students nearby, can get involved with student mission. And even if there is a church near you who's got lots of students, they're not even touching the iceberg of how many non-Christian students there are on campus. We might have 40 students, but there are still 2,000 students in SIGCUP that don't know Jesus that need to be given an invitation to know him. So get involved. I love student mission. Everyone should, um, yeah, just get involved with student mission in whatever way you can. So the joy of working for Fusion is that I get to hear loads of ideas from lots of different student workers across the country. So I steal a lot of ideas from people. I, um, yeah, would not be a good student worker if I didn't listen to other people and didn't sort of glean from what they were doing. There's been loads of stuff that um, I've heard from someone and then I've just tweaked it a little bit and rebranded it to fit our what we do and I've just taken their idea. And I love that, yeah, getting to work for Fusion, I get to hear what's going on across the UK and sort of cross-pollinate. I can tell my students' stories to other students who are encouraged and then I tell their stories to my students and they're encouraged and we all just like fly around um, encouraging each other and yeah, just seeing students really grasp what UK mission looks like, not just their university, but the whole of the UK. They get to see what that looks like. And I love that about my job. Um, and so Annie's asked, asked me to answer the question, how do I draw students into my church? So we've been on quite a journey with this, where when I first started student ministry, I did a lot of like attractional events. I loved the karaoke nights. I loved the um, like open mics and the dances and whatever else. We did all of it. We did talent shows, um, big Christmas events. We did bars at church. We, we tried basically anything they would allow me to do and we had budget for, um, I did. And we did get quite like high numbers of students coming through our doors. At one of our Christmas events, we had probably, well, we had 250 students come and probably half of those weren't Christian. Nah, more than half of those weren't Christians. So we had pretty big numbers um, coming, but we weren't really seeing them keep, like they weren't keeping attending church. They'd come for the one event because all of their friends were coming and we would put on a good show and we put money into it um, and their friends were performing, but then they wouldn't come back. They might have heard the gospel at the event, but they didn't really have relationships with Christian students. So I was sort of wondering whether there would be any fruit from that. And we definitely saw fruit. One of the girls um, who I've got interning for as a she's just graduated and now she's an intern helping with student work. She became a Christian at one of our Christmas events because she just thought, wow, God is real. I'm here and I just believe now that God is real. And she gave her life to Jesus on the spot. We've been discipling her and now she's like, I want to do student mission. And so she's interning this year. That's a great story. But like statistically, the amount of students that have walked through our doors um, versus those who keep coming and those who are saved is, is not a great statistic. So over the past year and especially this year what we're pushing into is just the students that we do have really equipping them to share their faith one-on-one -on -one. so it's less flashy we won't have as big numbers but it's not about that it's really about their hearts and their friends so it's going to be behind the scenes it's going to be quiet and it's going to be long-term mission it's just them every day sharing with their friends who Jesus is, what difference he makes in their lives and um, yeah, how they follow him and why they follow him while they're at drama school or University of Greenwich or dance college, whatever it is, why do they follow Jesus? I'm just trying to get them to a place where they can really explain that um, to people and where they can, they all know how to share the gospel, especially with Corona and all of this. We can't do the big events anyway, so we have to do small groups. So I'm so glad that yeah, I felt like God told me last year to transition away from evangelism, so events and evangelism, um, to 
more one-on-one -on -one mission, making sure the students can lead themselves, that they've got good, healthy spiritual rhythms and disciplines in their lives um, so that when they walk onto campus, they really are a light that shines, that they don't need to introduce me to their friends. It's not about me at all, that it really is um, about their relationship with Jesus and them inviting their friends in. Um, so to finish, I mean, I'll just tell two stories. Annie's last thing that she's asked me is to share a story of God providing for my work with Fusion and um, a an encouraging story. So um, at Fusion we all raise our salaries 100%. I yeah trust in God's provision for my salary each month which is an incredible opportunity and I've seen time and time again God provide. But the biggest provision um, was the office in London. We didn't have budget for an office. I was praying for an office space for um, us all to work in and we got blessed with a floor of office in Shoreditch for free, which was an incredible blessing. Um, and then an encouraging story. Um, I've got this wonderful student called Laura and she's quite shy. She's quite timid, but she's a powerful evangelist because she's super kind and she loves people really well. She's great at making friends friends. Um, she launched a small group last September. There was only two of them from her college, so there was the two of them in a small group. She invited friends along and each week um, she had non-Christians come along and their group settled at a very big number, too big I would say, of 12. Ten of them not being Christians, um, two of them being Christians um, for their Bible study each week. And they went through Alpha um, and one of her friends became a Christian um, and she's been discipling her throughout this year. So that was an incredible story just seeing Laura step out on faith, start a small group, invite her friends along, them coming along and then yeah a few of them becoming Christians. So that's all I have to say. Thanks for having me. It's great that you guys are highlighting Fusion and um, God bless. You know part of the reason why we're spending the whole of August thinking about a month on mission is because I really believe God wants to stretch us, stretch our thinking, stretch our definition of mission and also to equip us. You know that I've said that we want to uh, really honour and recognise people who go, I believe God has called me into something. And, and, and I've got to tell you, it's like blood out of a stone from you guys, because I know there are people on mission. We're slowly creeping up. We've got Eileen being able to say, yes, I feel like I've been called to feed the thousands. This week on, uh, on Facebook, Dave Tate spoke about how for 25 years he's had this calling to help young people. That is a man on mission. We've got Guy and Mary on mission. Soon to come to an end, but I'm still counting. That's four. But I know there are more. I know that some of you watching this, you have been called to be a nurse or a healthcare professional and your heart and your mission is for those who are sick. You are a missionary. You are on mission. There are people who are called and have a heart to the broken and the lost and, and everything about you drives that towards those people. You are on mission. We've got people who are called into education who want to plough into the life of young people. You are on mission. I want you to own this. And we also want to equip people for mission. And so I just want you to see how Fusion have been equipping young people. But the tools that they use are for all of us. If all of us are called to share our faith, what is it that Claire said last week in, a, in the spotlight on Mozambique? She said, I believe I'm to know Jesus and to make him known to others. Well, if that's the calling for all of us, to make him known, then sometimes we feel inadequate. Sometimes we need equipping. Have a look at this that's going to tell you a bit more about how Fusion equips young people and can equip all of us to be more on mission. How have you found working for Fusion? Like, has, has it changed your Christian walk? Has it strengthened yeah. it? Like, yeah, what has it done for you with your relationship with God? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, it's, it's been a stretch. Um, I'm, I'm kind of a very stubborn person in general, so if something isn't <laughs> going to stretch me, then I get bored of it quite quickly. Um, and it has been a real stretch. Obviously, this year has been crazy trying to figure out what work even looks like in this season. So, um, yeah. but in terms of my faith, I think it's been really good. It's been good. Fusion in general are like a very sort of pioneering movement. They're, they're quite prophetic. They um, are looking for the gaps in our society with mm. students and trying to fill those gaps. Um, and so I think I've learned a lot around faith, around provision, around what it looks like to follow the voice of God. 
I think the biggest thing I'm learning at the moment is around obedience, what to look like to for obedience to be your foundation and everything. Um, and to invite God, God's voice into every aspect of your day, not just your big life decisions, but also like mm. the minute by minute of your day and to make obedience that foundational part of, of living in relationship with God. Um, mm. And I, a lot of that has come out of the last, last year or so working with Fusion. So it's been great to summarise. Yeah, um, that actually answers your question. Yeah, it's been really good. Yes, it really does. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love you said about, you know, it's that minute by minute thing. That must, mm-hmm. well, I know, like it's an essential part of doing mission work. Like you can't just say a prayer once and then be like, right, we're going to go and not mm-hmm. check in with God, not, you know, follow wherever he's calling you to go. It is that little stuff that is impacting yeah. your life. And it's not just like these big moments that you're waiting for. It's that every yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. And, and calling in general. And when I say calling, I don't just mean like God telling you here is what you're meant to do. But like when he calls you into activities or conversations, yeah. like those minute by minute decisions, they're worked out in the, in the small moments, in those small moments of, of decision, whether you choose to listen or not. Um, mm. It's not always like God's calling isn't always worked out in the big moments. Like those happen. The big moments happen and they're great. Um, mm. and I love them. I think faith is built in the small decisions. Um, at least that's what I found over the last year. I think it's developed my faith so much. I, whenever I started, I was very much against working for Fusion for a couple of years, um, mainly because so Fusion partner raise their salary. Yeah. So you get a team of partners around you to help raise your salary and encourage and pray for you. Um, so it's not like the normal job where you just get a pay slip every month. You have to raise partners to help you do this. Um, yeah. And I remember thinking like, no, I'm not doing that. Like, I, I, I like God, like, um, I have faith in you I trust in you but that's just too much mm. and I think since working for them I've really trusted God with that and like just with everything in life I think when you let go of finance especially then you can trust God with anything and I think that's something that has really been brought over into my faith is just letting go of every worldly thing and just trusting that God is going to provide um, mm. and like I've so many amazing stories of God providing in my life but I think Fusion has really helped me remember each time that God is going to provide God. I can trust in him for everything that I need. Um, so I think that's definitely been one thing that I've kind of brought over into my faith through working with them. Um, and yeah, I think just hearing all of the encouraging stories and hearing student mission stories, I think that's really encouraged my faith as well. Cause I'm like, I can see God move across the UK. With mm. So I think hearing those stories, hearing how God's moving, just pumps me up so much more and fills me to be like okay like God is on the move God is doing things and I can be a part of that so I think seeing hearing those stories constantly as well has really encouraged me and really stepped me up in my faith to be bolder in chatting to non-Christians and chatting to friends and so it's been really encouraging with that as well Um, but I'd say those are the two main things that I've, I've kind of brought over into my faith through working with Fusion. I think that's the best thing about testimonies that you then get reminded of all the cool things and awesome things that God has done for you. And then you just, even if it's already passed or if you're in it, you just are like, wow, God, like, I cannot believe I'm still that important to you. I think that always, you know, gets me that, yeah, just that, you know, God is king of kings, like king of heaven. And then there's yeah. me on earth and he still is providing for us. I just love that. Yeah, definitely. It's makes like makes you realize that you're so loved by him and yeah. that you're known and that you're seen which is all you need yeah 100 percent, exactly and the thing is that obviously that means that you can still not that you wouldn't continue without finances but obviously that security and that fire that god is providing for you and that fire then you can then pass that on to you know people that you work with and people it must be in your team as well they must be encouraged by stories like that yeah definitely like all of us kind of have been sharing stories throughout lockdown of the good and the bad times um as all of us have kind of been through a lot um Um, but i think yeah it's been so encouraging to just hear how god's working in all of our lives not just individually and but seeing that he's working across the team and that he's he's providing for the whole team not just one person which is great to see as well in my life in general i think obviously this journey of partner raising has been um, really, really good. I think, uh, to be honest, the, this whole South team of fusion has been uh, an answer to prayer of mine over the last, um, you know, few years. Uh, it's felt like 
student work in general, like trying to reach students when you're in a church, um, it's quite a lonely job. Um, right. It tends to be you're the only person in the church who is speaking up for students, who has them on the mind, is trying to strategize. Mm. A lot of it, times you're trying to like bring everyone else along on the journey with you. You're trying to you know, convince your church leader that, there's, that they're <laughs> worth looking, looking for. Um, you're trying to like convince the, conversation, uh, the congregation that, you know, students are actually good for the city they're in. You right. know, they're, they're welcome. Yeah. You're, trying, you're trying to bring everyone along with you and it's quite a lonely journey. Um, other than obviously being with the students themselves uh, and having someone like Fusion nearby is something that I've been praying for for years. Like, I just wish there was uh, a great support. I wish there was people mm. near. I wish there was a network people could connect me with. And that's kind of what Fusion are doing. Um, so kind of odd to be a part of the answer of my own prayer. But, um, <laughs> realizing how that's sounding as I'm saying it. But, no, um, it's great. but yeah, I think, I think that's been massive. Um, but then the, the best stories are the stories that happen with students in universities, if that makes sense. So yeah, um, right. I, I was down in Sirencester um, in February, just before lockdown. That I talked to, her, to this girl called Flo. Um, she gave me permission to share the story when I met her. Okay, so great. Okay. <laughs> so it's all right to name her. Um, and she, she told me that um, when she came to university, she um, wasn't a Christian, didn't believe in Jesus. Um, and her mate invited her to church one day. And it wasn't more like, there wasn't a bigger strategy to it. There wasn't like some kind of crazy Holy Spirit story behind it, which again yeah. happened. But the simple, the simple thing was her mate was just like, you look bored, you look sad. Do you want to come to church with me? And she's like, yeah, right, I'll go. And then halfway through the first worship song, she just got hit by the Holy Spirit, um, wow. started crying, um, gave her life to Jesus there and then. And then like all of her like... M- like mental stuff, her pain, a lot of her anger towards other people, um, a lot of her isolation and her loneliness and stuff, like within the next day, it's just all sort of fell away. Um, wow. And she's like, she's like running after Jesus now. And all it yeah, was was her mate being like, do you want to come to church with me? She's like, yeah, I could do that to be fair. And like, it's, that's something we can all do, right? We can all yeah. like, turn to an over and be like, do you want to come to church with me? Do you want to sit in my living room and log on or watch it together or come along to the service we're putting on in a couple of months or whatever? Um, we can all do that. Mm. Everyone has capacity to do that. Um, and those are the stories that come out all over the place because God does the rest. So that's awesome. I, yeah, that's so good. I, I love, I love a little bit of a challenge, and I love that. Um, yeah, I love that challenge, which is we're all capable. A lot yeah. of us, you know, are a little bit nervous. We're like, oh no, that couldn't be us. But actually, yeah. it's you don't have to be called to mission to ask somebody to church. You don't have to yeah, be called yeah. in a certain direction to just say, hey, should I come to church with me? I, yeah, it. interesting. That's it. I think that's the, the most exciting thing about students that we find is that um, the work we do with students, we do it because we feel called to students, right? That's, that's why I'm doing what I yeah. do. But the reason students reach students is because they're the people they're living with, studying with, working with day by day, right? Yeah. And their story is the same as everyone's story in every church, right? Like you have people that you work with, you live with, you do life with, who you could be invited to church. The, yeah. Everyone watching this has someone they like work with, they live with, they do life with. Um, and it doesn't require someone like, like me who feels yeah. called to that people group to make it happen. All it requires is the people in those situations to put out an invitation, to have a conversation, to be bold and ask a question. And those little decisions are what changes people's lives. Hey Oak Church, I'm Vicky and I'm part of the Fusion team. I am a storyteller by nature and by profession. And I'm excited to be with you this morning to share a little bit around the story of student mission and how you can find your part in the narrative. Now, maybe when I say student mission, you might think this doesn't apply to you or not know how you fit. Maybe your kids went off to university years ago and that is a thing of the past. Or maybe you've got kids in creche and you can't even imagine them heading to university anytime soon. Maybe you're the person at the end of church who always makes the cup of teas. And you can't imagine how you would play a part in the student mission narrative either. I'm here this morning to give you some really practical tools to help you to work out how on earth do we connect with students? How do we love our neighbour? And how do we share our faith with those around us? Across the country, there are hundreds of students, literally hundreds, who are signing up to try church for the first time. 
These are students that maybe have never stepped foot in a church before. They have no idea what to expect. They are walking into your church buildings and churches across the UK and they are wondering, how can I find my place here? How can I make this home? They are finding hope in Jesus and home in the local church. And over the next few minutes, I want to help equip you practically to work out how you find your role in that narrative. So when I say the phrase student mission, I wonder what comes to mind. Do you think about street pastors looking after students on a night out? Or are you thinking about student workers or youth workers holding events for people inside your church? Do you even see yourself as part of that story? Within us, there is a God-given ability to share our faith in a way that is unique to us. When we know the strengths of our own personality traits, our character traits and our giftings, we can play to those strengths and also recognise the strength in other people. It means that as a church, we can collectively share our faith individually and as a group with everyone around us, including students. Mission Styles, which is derived from a personality test, helps you to find out how to share your faith in a way that is unique to you. There are four different mission styles and we're going to go through them now, little whistle stop tour, um, and at the end you'll have an opportunity to do the actual test. Now people can't be boxed in, it's likely that you will identify with different styles but it's also likely that you will choose one that you think actually that really does sound like me. When you discover your mission style you will be able to share Jesus in a way that is unique to you, in a way that only you can. So let's start with the first mission style, which is the show me mission style. Now show me people can usually be found serving. It's that person I mentioned at the end of church making the tea for everyone. It's the person who opens up their home and makes the best lunches and the best Sunday roasts or maybe it's just there to offer you a cup of tea. Most of your efforts if you are a show me are behind the scenes. But Jesus adds so much value to that. When he feeds the 5,000, he has just done a really good sermon, he's done the spiritual stuff, but now he recognises that these people are hungry, they need lunch, they need physical feeding as well as spiritual feeding. Jesus doesn't underplay the value of physically meeting people's needs in a real practical way, and show me people are exactly the same. They might still be able to have really great conversations, but equally, they are really good at making people feel loved and valued through practical support. Your ability to love people and serve people on a practical level could be the very thing that helps students to be able to find home in a local church. Maybe you cook a really good roast dinner, or you just make a really good cup of tea, and you can invite people around your home. This is just one way that a show me person could show a student how they are valued by Jesus by meeting some of their practical needs. Next up we have the talk with me mission style. Now these are the people who are getting you into a deep conversation within minutes of starting chatting with them. Perhaps you're a parent and you've been able to connect with some people at the school gates and the conversation's been slow, but you're finally getting deeper and deeper and being able to talk about things that really matter. Jesus, on the road to Emmaus, walked with his disciples for quite a while before he told them who he really was. Perhaps you relate to Jesus like this. Maybe you're walking and journeying with people and you're really wanting to reveal who Jesus is, but you're waiting for the right time. You're walking with people. You're sitting with them in their questions and you're being patient for the right time to share the hope of Jesus with them. Now for students, they have so many questions and sometimes they don't even need to know the really difficult answers, but they just want someone they could talk to. If you think that you are a relational person, someone who is naturally a good conversationalist, then you may be a talk with me person. 
One practical thing you could do is you could start up or join an existing alpha course. Have a group where you invite students and young people in with the main aim just being to talk about faith. Two out of the four mission styles done and next up is convince me. Now, convince me people like to know their answers. If you are making a bigger purchase than normal, it is likely that if you're a convince me person, you would have done a lot of research. You would have researched for days, weeks, maybe even months before buying something. You like to know that truth really does mean truth and want evidence for your beliefs. Now, sometimes in the church, it can be really easy to look down on people like that. But Jesus is just the opposite. When Jesus reveals himself to Thomas and Thomas asks and says, unless I can see the space in your side where you are crucified, paraphrase slightly, then I will not believe. Now Jesus doesn't turn around and condemn him. In fact, he meets him at his level. He meets him where he's at and he shows him what he needs, the evidence he needs to believe. Perhaps your talk with me friend has just started an alpha course and they've got a couple of students on there that are into apologetics and they just want to know a little bit more around the evidence for stuff. Now this is where you get to work with your collective strengths. While your talk with me friend is having the deep chats about someone's past and someone's crying, you might have another friend over here who is really struggling with evolution or some of the harder topics that we often get. If you are a convince me person, your natural instinct is to want to find answers, and that is a good thing. So let that instinct drive you in your mission field and work out who else needs to know those answers and how can you help them get there. Finally, we have the let me experience mission style, and I've got to be honest, this is my mission style. So, Different to the convince me people that like to do a lot of research and think things through, let me experience people tend to just dive right in and just deal with the consequences later. Now, not always, but we tend to be more extroverted people. We don't necessarily weigh up the pros and cons before making a decision, but sometimes that makes sharing our faith really spontaneous and fun to do. Let me experience people are really good at getting people to experience God, clues in the name. Peter, I think, was a let me experience person when he was invited to step off of the boat and into the water. Now, obviously, we know he had a bit of a panic, but initially, I don't think he stood there weighing up the pros and cons. I think when Jesus invited him, he just stepped out. And we're kind of the same if you're a let me experience person. So perhaps your convince me friend is off at Alpha chatting through the apologetics questions and your talk with me friend is having the deep conversations and your show me friend has cooked all the dinner for Alpha. But you as a let me experience person have been asked to lead the Holy Spirit day because you're really good at helping people to step into more of experiencing God. Perhaps you've got ideas rising up and even as I share this. Jot them down. They may be something that you can act on later. After the service, you will have an opportunity to complete the mission styles test where you will be able to find out what mission style you definitely are. But it's likely at this point you kind of know where you're at and you might be kind of leaning towards one. As you begin to think about ways that you could use your own mission style to share your faith, I would love to share this one story of a student coming to faith during lockdown. At eight years old, Lily walked away from her faith. Her parents had invited her to church many, many, many times and she just wasn't interested anymore. I don't know if you have been in a similar situation. She went to university and she tried all new things including accepting an invitation to try church. Now, before lockdown, she would be going along to to church on Sundays, but she wouldn't accept an invitation to small group or discipleship coffees with student workers. 
However, when lockdown hit, she decided this would be the time, despite not having made a commitment to Jesus, that she would try out small groups and really start to get invested in her local church. Her small group experience started with Zoom, as many of us I'm sure have become familiar with during this time. And it wasn't until she realised her desire for community, for family, that she realised her desire for, to be known and loved by God. It was within her small group that she finally made that commitment to follow Jesus for the rest of her life. Over a decade on from Lily walking out of church at eight years old and deciding it wasn't for her, she has now found hope in Jesus and home in the local church. My prayer is that you will meet lots of students like Lily who can find hope in Jesus and home in Oak Church. So you may have heard that Vicky mentioned about a mission styles questionnaire and it's something we really would want to do as a church to learn more about how we do mission together and so we're going to be posting the link it will be on the chat bar uh, during our Sunday service and we'll also try and put it on our various social media platforms to get you to do the online survey to do the mission style survey to work out what mission style best suits you it's about 30 questions that you answer. Maybe there's questions that you've never asked yourself before, never thought about. Um, it puts all that data together into one answer for you. Of course, it doesn't matter if you're one category and you think you might be the other. It's just a guesstimate. But we'd really love to hear what kind of mission style best suits you. How do you best do mission? So then afterwards, once you've taken the mission style survey, we would like you to complete a survey that our church has designed for us to know what mission style best suits our members. And so you will find that survey on the links button on our oakchurch.uk website. We would love to hear from you. We would love to know together how we can best suit our mission styles, how we can learn from each other and discover new things together through mission. Um, so just to finish off, uh, is there anything we can be praying for as a church or you individually? Um, you know, like what can we be thinking about when we're thinking about fusion and yourself? Yeah, so I think at the minute Fusion are doing a lot of preparation for university courses online. Right. Um, so we're helping young people here heading off to university this year um, prepare really well how to live boldly as a Christian at university. Um, so we're training quite a lot of young people at the minute. I think we've trained like over 100 young people since we started. Wow. Um, so prayer for that would be amazing for the young yeah. people heading off to university. Um, and yeah, that they can just feel well prepared because I think a lot of them don't really know what September is going to bring. Yeah, so right, think, exactly. Yeah, for them, it's just kind of that bit of support from us kind of preparing them on what it may look like. We're speaking into what lockdown may look like at universities. Um, so yeah, prayer for that would be great. And yeah, I think individually just um, continued prayer for relationships with the churches that I can be bold and ask, continue to ask good questions um, to both the churches that I'm in contact with and all of the students um, and young people in my church as well. That would be brilliant. Great, so for, for Fusion in general, um, I think this season is a really exciting season, but it's also a very bit of an unknown one. Um, yeah. One of the big things we usually do this time of year is um, preparing young people for university um, and trying to link them up with churches when they when they get there. Mm -hmm. um, the whole university sector at the moment is in a bit of an unknown. Um, yeah. This week, um, as we're recording it this week, um, results will be coming through, A-level results yeah. will be coming through. Right. I'm guessing when guys are watching this, it would have happened like last week or... Like yeah that. so um those would have come through so uh, lots of students are just trying to make the decision now about whether they're actually going to go to university this year yeah um and lots of young people are making the decision to go to university but don't know what's coming um and so our biggest prayer at the moment is that a generation of students um goes to university on fire ready to represent jesus when they get there um goes prepared goes gets to university willing to be a missionary to campus especially in this season where um, the whole university culture has just been shaken and shifted. All the stuff that they would usually do to welcome students can't happen anymore. All the ways that students would usually interact with each other are being shifted and changed. Um, and so for a lot of people that causes anxiety and fear. Um, mm. For me, I'm like, that's really exciting because of all of the, all of the, like, the, the, the 
permanent the things we see as permanent barriers to us being effective missionaries on campus are being shaken (laughs) our opportunity to actually represent jesus now has gone through the roof Um, and i guess our prayer and the thing that we'd love you to pray for is that students like err towards that hope-filled faith-filled um fiery vision for what they could do at university rather than the anxiety and the fear about the other um so that that would be the thing to pray for pray for the students going to university this year um and then the second thing that we've got um going on is we've got our conference happening at the start of september Mm -hmm. um and everyone is invited to that um it's virtual right yeah it's online it's free um you can find it on our website fusionmovement.org um everyone can come and we're, we're kind of trying to use that as a bit of a launching pad for students that return into university this year for student workers for church leaders mm-hmm. and for the whole church across the uk who wants to back universities and pray for students um to come and for it to be a bit of a melting pot of vision of the prophetic of praying and bringing students before god um, and seeing what happens so i'm really excited for that as well so be praying that that goes really well it's been great to hear how the people that we're wanting to support financially how they want to be prayed for as well and we want to do both those things we want to support these organizations with our finances so let me say again if you've not heard it throughout august everything that you give to the oak community church we are giving away we're giving away to those four mission areas this month we're giving it away to food bank we're giving it to pastors verdis we're giving it to fusion and we're giving it to open doors we are giving away and so i want to encourage you to be generous to be outrageously generous in your giving, not so that you can benefit the church, but so that we can sow it into these other works.